When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello. Hello! I'm Naomi. And I'm Danielle. And this is Batch Bitch, um, a podcast where we bitch about The Bachelorette. Okay? And it's gay. <laughs> um, and I am blonde now, um, and it's very exciting for Danielle, I think. Yeah, it's just a different change, you know, and I'm just trying to work out who Naomi's going to be attracted to now. Will it still be... <laughs> People who look like her. So does that mean is she a blonde girl now? Does she only like blonde women? I don't think so. Um, I don't think that's going to change. But okay, we'll interesting. see. Because I don't. I, I still get a little bit surprised when I look in the mirror. So yeah, you know, it's still very much. You know, is it like a fun pop? Did you freak out when you first did it? Like when you looked in the mirror, were you like, oh no, I've made a horrible mistake? No, or you when, loved it immediately. When the hairdresser started drying my hair and it was starting to actually look like my, because it just felt it looked like. When you just like bleached it and toned it and it was still wet, it looked like someone had just clipped in like fake hair to my hair. But then when he started drying it and it like actually looked like my hair, I was like, she looks like a bitch. And I was like, (laughs) that's great. (laughs) I was like, that makes sense. You know, makes sense for me. Now the hair matches the personality, exactly. is that what you're saying? Exactly. <laughs> I was like, okay, I can do this. Now I've just got to, like, work out how to, like, style it and stuff. That's all right. I think I'm going to have to well, use my curling iron a lot more. Um, are you not styling it the same way you were sort of before or you're changing it up or? I can't. Well, because it's dyed now, it doesn't, like, sit as nicely if I just, like, let it air dry. Oh, yes. No. So. That is. But that's Okay. Um, but surely, you know, okay, I didn't I'm gonna, get blonde hair to I'm, just do fuck all with it, you know? I'm going to say something, which is that I feel like I had that same thing when I first dyed my hair a bit lighter because it's like I feel like the bleach just like fries it a bit. Mm. But then like when I was just like using the Olaplex and stuff and doing treatments, then now I feel like it's better. It's like feels like natural again. Oh, good. And just like keeping up with it. I feel like it's just like the first like getting used to it. And then your hair's like, it's okay. Especially okay, if you take care Because, like, <laughs> I feel like um, I just use, like, my air wrap and try and, like, use heat stuff and um, use the Olaplex or whatever. And it's great. And that that's Evo great. stuff. I'm sure. Did they tell you about the – that's, that's like, what they recommended me. And I don't know what the best purple stuff is. I just go with what they tell Nuvo. me and I'm probably getting ripped off. Was the Nuvo? one? Well, yeah, he was like, get this one. This is the best one. Like, you have to get this one. And then he's like, you know, shampoo and conditioner, get something hydrating, whatever. Um, and then Beck, Beck Petratus, shout out, um, was like, oh, by the way, I have purple shampoo from when I was blonde and, I, and I've got heaps of it if you want it. And we were on video chat and I was like, she's like, let right. me see what kind it is. And I was like, in my head, I was like, there's no way. Like, don't get your hopes up, Naomi. This isn't some like kismet thing where she's like, oh, here's, <laughs> oh, here's a free bottle of huge expensive shampoo that you need specifically this one. And guess what? It was that one. So, <laughs> Wonderful. You Beautiful. Know, it's just, I think it's destiny that I'm blonde. <laughs> what do you think? 
I think it's I I just can't believe when you got it done you didn't even like bat an eyelid because I um you know I got my hair dyed and it's not it's it's like it's like a little bit lighter. Oh yeah, your hair was already lighter like, than mine, and now your hair's darker than mine. Yeah, it's like, and it was in my mind, it was the biggest change in the world, <laughs> and I couldn't look at myself in the mirror for like a week. I was like, oh no, it's too much. And I would say I went from a dark, I would say I went from like a mousy, a light mousy brown to a, a sandy blonde. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I went from a dark brown to like a light neutral blonde Melanie said I'm getting more looks from men yeah which reiterates for me that I do not notice when men are looking at me at all (laughs) (laughs) absolutely not because she was like oh like usually people would look at me because my sister wears like tighter clothes than I do and you know she wears like you know active wear and stuff she's also she's very pretty um and she's like hmm people are looking at you instead of me Hmm." (laughs) I wonder if she'll get her hair dye blonde now that's yeah, she's fun. like, I want to now. And it was good because I was with my sister that first day I got it done. And so I was like, you know, I'd catch myself in the mirror and I'd get a bit of a shock. Like not a bad shock, but I'd be like, oh, that's me. And that's my so sister ridiculous. just all day was just like, oh, I just keep – she was on the phone. She's like, I can't stop looking at her. It looks so good. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Do you know there's like a stat about um, like blondes and brunettes and stuff and men are like – they're more likely to like – look at a blonde and be like yeah let me yeah fucking fucking yeah marilyn monroe (laughs) sexy blonde bitch babe but then they're like um and in their mind they genuinely are like associate blondes with like um fun and like being single and like stuff but then brunettes they're like that's the wife hair color it's like a it's like a stat thing it's it's so strange oh my god my friend um you're elon musk's type now no um, my, <laughs> yeah, you are. You're, no, you're, um, you're blonde. No, type now. My friend <laughs> is tall and blonde and very pretty. Right? She's just she's just a very good looking person. And um, she told me this story about her. Have I told is you this before? I know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She told me a story about getting stopped on the. She told me that she got stopped on the street. So my friend, she has um, naturally blonde hair. Like she's always been tall, thin pretty blonde (laughs) yeah her hair is what I've dyed my hair to be the same color as she's like I've never dyed my hair I was like fuck off anyway um so she told me this story and this is years ago this is like sort of even before the me too movement maybe but about a guy like stopping her on the street and was just like hey like I don't usually do this but I just had to tell you like you're so pretty you're so beautiful and like I'm not trying to like ask you out or anything like you know I'm just I just really needed you to know and she went, okay, I don't care. Like, I don't need to know. Like, I, I don't care if you think I'm pretty. And then just kept walking, right? And, like, I don't really get stopped on the street. So I was like, whoa, the fact that you <laughs> would have that ready to go. And she's like, oh, it's because, you know, like, you know, you get stopped all the time. And I was like, mm. <laughs> you get stopped all the time. Anyway, and then, and then the guy was like, oh, taken a bit back. And then, like, left and I think she, I don't know, she was like going in and out of shops or something. But then he came running up again with his friend and was like asking for an explanation. Like he was confused. <laughs> she was so frustrated. Anyway, all this to say, she had that ready to go because that's how often she gets stopped on the street. She got glasses, stopped getting stopped on the street altogether. <laughs> that's so funny. That's so funny because I also think that like it's, I know that it's like a, it's like a different thing because it's like for, um, men it's like what's 
perceived as like attractive like for their little dumb um brains that yes. are like i need to make babies it's <laughs> like um it's like they're they're like looking for like healthy hair and like eyes are like they can't wear glasses because it's 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 not good for that it's like it's not a good genetic disposition uh. to pass on. it's like a weird i think it's like a weird thing i mean it might not be it might just be that they're all just like where's that um blonde jessica rabbit lady um, I don't, I mean, I've got no idea what the, what the, what the male psyche is like at all. Um, but I also think that, um, I also think that, um, there's, a, there's this thing as well where if you're in, you can't, if you get stopped in, in the middle of Melbourne, um, like in the CBD, if it's somebody being like, you're so beautiful in the middle of the Melbourne CBD, um, that is also a place where I go like, oh, I think this is, I think that's where pickup artists hang out. Yeah, um, I, I, that happened so, to me. I told you that, didn't I? Yeah. Did I tell you that happened no, to me? I feel like it always happens around, but like around Burke Street or or Little Burke Street. There's always yes, like, yes, it's I feel like it's town. It was Little Burke area. Street. I was yes. I was walking, um, and I was it was during comedy festival, right? So I was like running between shows, um, and on this particular day, my hair was a lot longer. Um, my hair was longer. I had fake eyelashes. I wasn't wearing glasses. It was a day where whenever I went so into So you look a, like a big sexy slut. I looked like a child, okay? Because <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Yes. No, like I mean I looked like a, like a sexy child, but Okay, beautiful. Every bar I went into that day, like sometimes I don't get ID'd, right? If I've got my yeah. hair up, if it's shorter, if I'm wearing glasses, often I don't you know, depending on who I'm with. But I I got ID'd like three times this day and to the point where like, you know, they'd be like ID and then I'd hand it to them and they'd look at me like <laughs> You think I'm going to believe? And then they'd look at the ID and they'd be like, oh, it's literally her. <laughs> they'd be like, there's no way you're 18. So this oh, is the day I get 30. stopped, okay? <laughs> this is the day I get stopped. Um, and this guy, I was like, you know, rushing between and he just and he just like walks up to me and he puts his hand out for a handshake and he's like, hi, I'm James. And I was like, <laughs> hi, James. And I shook his hand and he's like, I just wanted to um, let you know, like, I just saw you and I just think, you know, you're just so beautiful and I just really wanted you to know that. And I was like, and I make a point to not, like, I made a decision a long time ago to not say I have a boyfriend because <laughs> that's not why yes. I'm saying no, can't, you know what I mean? Like, and it's not, yes. it's not, someone called Dibs, sorry. Um, so I was like, oh, thank, like, he's just like, I just saw you and I just thought, you know, um, you seem, you know, really beautiful and I just wanted to tell you that. And, and he's, like, shaking my hand. So he's, like, physically trapped me, basically. And I was like, <laughs> thank you. That's, um, you know, that's very flattering, but um, I'm not interested. And then he goes, interested in what? And I was like, what? And he's like, I wasn't asking you for anything. I'm just saying that you're beautiful. I wasn't, like, hitting, like, I wasn't trying to ask you out. And I was like, well, why okay. would hey? What would be the point of this interaction? I was like, I've got to go. Just- <laughs> it was so fucking weird. He was like really defensive of the fact that I had. I said I'm not interested, and he's like, I wasn't even asking you out. I'm like, oh yeah, okay, <laughs> sure, brother. <laughs> It is it was like I'm, full, like I, I had to be like, you know, some pickup artist student, fucking loser. Always, no no offence to any ladies out there. Um, everybody, Everybody's beautiful in their own way um, and it's it's lovely. But if, if, you, if it does happen, if somebody comes up to you to tell you you're beautiful um, in, in the CBD of Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Um, and they seem it, a little off, like they're being very confident, but it's, it's not who they are. It's some pickup artist school. Yeah. yeah. It, it'll happen a lot. Like I can't, <laughs> it is so funny to be like within that, 
it's like a one kilometer radius where all the pickup artists hang out Ugh. because it's never I've it's never really happened to me outside of that but in that radius it will happen a lot and you know I'm like it's you got it this is not this is not legit <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll just go there and start like really hurting their feelings yeah, that would be good if you were the anti pickup artist girl to put them in their place. <laughs> Actually, we should start a school of women. It's like promising to... young young women, but it's just <laughs> bullying. <laughs> yeah, we should all just hang out in the area. Everybody just like putting on fake eyelashes, trying to look young, wearing a backpack, leaning up against walls. Yeah, and then, and then when they come over, be like, "Guess what." I don't even like you, you piece of shit. Get away from me. And I'm the voice of all women. That's what we'd be like. That's, that's the funniest thing about this cunt, right? Because, like, the pickup artist, I think the ideal pickup artist is, like, to what they're trying to achieve is, like, ultimate confidence. You know, you can't um, – in the in – the, in the most optimistic sense, it's someone who's confident, who's fine talking to women, who, you know, this is all like, you know, you've got to be in it to win it. It's all good. Like, you've got to put yourself out there, right? That's the optimistic yeah. interpretation. You can't get butt hurt. But that's the thing. He was immediately like, oh, wasn't hitting on you. I was like, this isn't who you are. You're a little, you're a little cunt. Like, you're not... You're not someone who's like, hey, like, just like so confident you'll just go up and just like fuck it because <laughs> you already were trying to like backtrack. Like, I fucking hate that. I've had guys do that in the past where I'm like, sorry, I like I, I just don't I can't um, you know, like someone asked me on a date. And I'm like, I'm just not looking for a relationship right now. And they're like, oh, I wasn't trying to marry you. I'm like, OK, I didn't think you were. I think you were trying to ask me on a date and I which is what you said. And I said, I don't want to date you. <laughs> now you're like, Ugh, I fucking oh, God. It was just, oh, when I was when I was living in London. I think there must have been. I think I was at a pub, and it must have been like there must have been some sort of pickup artist night at this pub. And um, my two friends who I was with, they went out to get a smoke, and then this guy came up to me at the table and started talking to me, and then asked for. I think he he was like asking for. I can't remember if it was like my number or whatever. Anyway, my phone was dead, and I didn't know about pickup artists because I was like nineteen. And I was like, I don't know, uh, my phone's dead, so I can't take your phone. And I don't know my UK phone number. I'm so sorry. And then he was just like, was like, all right, then here's my business card. And then handed me my business card. And I was like, okay, um, thank you very much. And then like, he just got so angry because I couldn't give him my number and I was like I don't even I was like I didn't know about pick artists I was like I don't even know what's happening here like what 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 is even happening in this situation why are you angry at me I've got like honestly like now looking back I'm like he he could have been like oh her phone's dead this is a creep an even creepier situation Mm -hmm. where I know that she's got no way to contact people and I just like I was just like I had no idea at the time but I'm just like now I'm like why was he so angry what what was going on? Why was he so so angry about? Because these people, maybe because he didn't. These pickup artists, they hate women. If they didn't yeah, hate women, like- then they would be able to talk to women. But I remember <laughs> you know? even showing like, him just at be the time. Normal. Like not knowing because I was nineteen, not knowing how the world worked. I remember like having to prove myself and like proving to him that my phone was dead. <laughs> like. I don't even. Oh, oh my anyway. god, you've just triggered me. I know we have to start talking about the bachelor, bachelorette, but like during um fucking comedy festival this year, we fucking found like this this woman like stumbling and like a guy on her arm and like oh, and we were like, 
uh, like I just there's been like when I've been a lot younger I've seen that thing and then I've you know been like they're probably boyfriend girlfriend and then I've like regretted not doing something so I was like hey like do you know each other <laughs> you know and it's like where are you going it's like oh he's taking me home blah blah, blah. but she was like fucking wasted and yeah. it was just gross and then we're like where's your phone and she's like oh I don't know I can't like oh my phone died or something like that it was turned off in his pocket Oh. And it was so annoying <laughs> trying to get them apart from each other. I'm like, you guys can hook up tomorrow. I'm not letting, like, we're, we're like I was like, I'm not letting this happen. And she just had a yeah. fight with her friend that night. And her friend came, like, we walked them back to her, like, hotel room. Her friend's bawling her eyes out. It was like this whole fucking mess. And he was like, oh, I just, oh, no, he was going to drive them. And he was, and he'd had a bunch to drink as well. And he was going to drive. He's like, I'm going to drive home. I've got work in the morning. And we're like, you can't drive. And he's like, yeah, I can't. So what do I do? It was me and Honor Wolf. And we were oh like, my God. I don't know. Do what you want. What? You're not going up there. Like, we're, <laughs> yeah. we're not letting you do that. Why the fuck? Like, her phone was turned off in his pocket. It was not dead. It was turned off. That's like him him confiscating it as well to make sure that there's no way out for her. She exactly. Has to go with him. I was like, uh-uh. And also, you know, it's besides the point, but she was way out of his league. And like that, <laughs> honestly, a bit of a red flag because he was like, now's my fucking chance. Like she dropped her phone down the stairs, I think. And he's oh. like, oh, I have it. And we were like, why is it turned off? And he's like, oh, oh, I don't know. And we were like, I don't trust you as far as I can no. fucking throw you, cunt. Uh-uh, that, get the fuck out of here. And it took so long because he just kept hanging around. And she was like, it's fine. He can come with me. And she was like stumbling. And I was like, no. You, you can't judge people right now, lady. Right now you cannot yeah. judge character. <laughs> You're, You're not in a place to judge character. And he has taken your phone and turned it off and put it in his pocket. I'm sorry. It's not happening. <laughs> this is why I'm so glad when I was like 19 and overseas in a completely different foreign country I had like a good group of friends that I'd made because there was so many points points in time where like over there that people were being really really creepy and like all you know your friends just create a wall between you and that person and block them out oh my god I love that so much one time I was like in I I was living in um like South Ealing which is like I'd I was there for like a month before I got like my proper job in in London and I was living in like um, one of my best friend's old housemate's spare bedrooms because she just bought a house. And this guy, it was like a maybe like a 15-minute walk from the train station and it was like down some streets in pure darkness. Cool. And I got off the train and then this guy like started following me and then he was like, he came up beside me and started talking to me and um, like he wouldn't, like he wouldn't stop talking to me and then he was like oh, I'll make sure you like I'll walk you home to like make sure that you're like safe and stuff and um I was like oh I'm all right um but you know you're being polite and you're also terrified because like I'm 19 and there's a full-grown man next to me yes and and being like can I run no I'm in heels because I was 19 and in, when you're 19 you're like I wear heels when I go out I'm an adult now now I'm like I haven't worn heels in years and um and he walked me all the way home and then made me give him his number give give him my number Ugh. and 
to like check he called me like face oh, to face no. like he, he called me to make sure and so I was really happy that I actually given me him my phone number but I got home and it was like 2 a.m and everybody was asleep and also my bedroom was like the front bedroom no. that like had the big window out to the street and it was so scary and then he kept like he luckily you know it was okay he let me go inside and didn't push his way oh, in that's or anything, so nice to him it's so nice to to he not let me be, um assaulted <laughs> um but still be really creeped out and freak me out and then he like called like every day um and like I would just ignore no. it and then like a week later I got my job and moved and I was oh, so happy Christ. to move because I was so scared because he knew where I lived and it was no, just like, a little all Danielle. that stuff where you go like how are we supposed like, I don't know you know you just go like that's the sort of behavior that's kind of like normal like every woman has those stories yeah yeah and- but that's why I just have my I, I I just have my guard up whenever I meet a man I'm like what's my escape route <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and it's the right thing to do. Okay, we have to talk about the Bachelorette. Yeah, okay. Um, it's been like how how long have we been talking? Twenty one minutes. <laughs> okay, sorry, we've been talking about the patriarchy. Okay, okay, sorry. Yes, no, it's, um, it's our vibe. We have to address okay. something at the start here. Yes. In the last episode, Million Brook painted what we were calling a mini- minimalist artwork on the wall. Before, <laughs> yes, what we pointed the- out was a Paramount Plus sponsorship. Like obviously, because they were watching Greece, and it's on Paramount Plus. Yes, and I think it was me who said it's it's so perfect. It could even be like a logo for something. Yes. Now. And it, yes, it was. It's it the Paramount logo, the one we all know and love <laughs> that pops up before <laughs> half of every film you've ever watched. <laughs> it's the Paramount logo. It's the mountain. <laughs> oh, my God, we're so fucking stupid. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, like, I... I Especially with the amount of Paramount Plus product placement that's been within this, we still haven't picked it up. I literally point out reflection on the Bachelor. I pointed out like two minutes later, like, oh, they're watching Greece. I reckon it's a Paramount Plus deal. Yeah, we we're idiots. (laughs) Okay, now now we only had one episode to review last week because the soccer was on. Well, hasn't that bitten us in the ass? Considering we're twenty-five minutes in, because they've wedged three episodes into two, and one of them is all the fucking hometowns. <laughs> it was—I couldn't believe it. I watched an episode yesterday morning, and then I was like, "I'll okay, I'll watch the other episodes in the afternoon." And then mm. I saw it went for like a hundred and six minutes. I was like, "This, what the hell? This is a feature-length episode <laughs> of The Bachelorette. I don't understand. This is longer than is Happy possible. Death Day." Oh, I've, it made me so angry when I saw it. Yeah. Also, can I quickly say, these are the best nails I've ever done. Okay, Danielle's holding her incredible. nails up to the camera. They can are like a, a red and be... then like a gold they're actu- flame. They're actually not red. Like it's like orange? F- no, it's like a fluorescent. It doesn't show up well on camera. You'll see them in real life because I'm coming to Melbourne. Oh, my God. Um, they're like a fluorescent jelly pink, so they're see-through. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, cute. They don't show up well on camera because of the see-throughness and, and stuff. But then I've, I did I did like a lime green and then I put chrome mm. powder over the top mm. and then added like a it's green. Like a flame. Um, yes, and then it's I added like a green, green glitter to it. Um, and then I didn't even know that the glitter I had, it glows in the dark, so the flames glow in the dark. Whoa. It's crazy. That I would make for a cool hand bed. job. Um. Oh, yeah, baby. Because <laughs> I only do them in the dark. <laughs> you don't want to see it. Yuck. Um, okay, now, we got to get into this. Come on. Um, okay, sorry. 
Okay, episode eight. Um, the uh, sing- it's single date. Conrad he really wants the single date. The clue is you keep me coming back for more. Um, so meet me out front. Everybody thinks it's David, but it's Holly. Holly. And Conrad is sad and wishes it was him. So we um, get a what very beautiful car ad. I can't tell you what the car was, but some sort of boy. Howdy! Red. Did we see its features? <laughs> <laughs> So um, we actually find out that it's Holly and they're going to the park and they're doing weaving and weaving is women's business. So that is why it was also Holly again. Ah, nice. Yes. So, so it's um, it's uh, a Aboriginal activity that Brooke has gotten into um, to sort of connect with her culture. Yes. Um, and they're weaving bracelets for each other and a nice woman called Tegan is – Teaching them how. Are they weaving two different plants together? Is that what it is? Or two um, different, I don't know. It's about weaving I, things together and connection and whatever. Yeah, I think it was like a certain type of grass that they were weaving. Um, and I I don't know the ins and outs of it, really. I remember. Um, I thought she I'm, said it was two plants like coming together, as in like they're coming together, which is nice. Oh, I but thought I'm, it was like. They're two, like, they were weaving them together as in, like, Holly and Brooke were weaving the their own separate strands of grass well, together. that's insane. To, to, to bind them together or something. In, but I separately. That doesn't make any sense, Danielle. What do you mean? It was about weaving them together. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Anyway, um, it's actually very, very sweet and very lovely. Um, and... Uh, it's uh, they have like different stones they can put in. They put in these love stones. Um, That's I, nice. I love this. I love this so much. Um, yeah, it's really nice. It's, and they get to keep them forever. The love bracelets. Yeah, yeah. It's sweet. I have a I have a friend who found out like when he's like fucking thirty that he was Aboriginal. He didn't know. Um, because he's like a product of the stolen generation, right? Yeah. So, you know, like in a way it fucking worked, right? But anyway, now he's like think- going to, you know, meetings with like Aboriginal men and like, you know, like getting, I, I just think that's, I, I just think it's so nice when people are yeah. like, there's clearly so many, uh, like places of community where people can like get back in touch with stuff that like fucking white Australia has literally like tried to pry from them <laughs> yeah it's really interesting I'm very happy that my school I don't understand okay so where I'm from in North Queensland it's a very racist area um, no yeah in it's, Queensland it's, it's, oh my god crazy. I started yelling at my dad the other day he said he likes Pauline Hanson I got so mad oh, no. <laughs> anyway well, I had to have a sit down I don't remember if I told you I had to have a sit down chat with um somebody in my family um because so we have some family members who are, um, like, Indigenous. And um, I think there's, like, a – there's sort of, like, an issue because of how much racism there is up there um, with, like, almost, like, some Indigenous people feeling like they need to um, almost, like, hate their Indigenous culture to be part of, like, oh. the white community. Yeah. And so – um, I had to have like a chat with somebody and well I felt I mean I didn't have to and I'm not like being like um, I know what's right and what's wrong about this stuff but like I had to sort of have a chat because I felt like they sort of did this thing where 
I felt like they were almost like the only people that they would consider like in in I'm doing air quotations like good aboriginals are people who like assimilate into white culture oh. almost and like yeah. and like acting like there's good good people who were like good and bad people and like not taking into account like everything that's been done like you know th- this person was like sort of like not okay this is like a really hard chat to sort of explain <laughs> um and I don't know I maybe we should cut this out but like trying to um talk to them about like how like I I don't think they realized how recent everything is yeah you know like like everybody's like I'm like we still like you guys are all like like my mum knew respectful my mum knew the kids her age yeah. who were stolen yeah exactly and like war the effects of like the wars still impact our white family and the stolen generation is way more recent than that yeah. and so i have to be like i have to do everything in terms of the anzacs <laughs> in my family i gotta be like so this is how long ago the anzacs were just for, for reference for you guys um and um i've got to try and do it but like i do feel like what i felt like was um you know people were saying racist stuff around the kids within the family who are indigenous and then it's like their mum who is also indigenous is saying negative things and I'm like just because she says negative things doesn't mean it gives you free will for you to say it yeah um like you you don't get to do that that's up to like she is allowed to say whatever she wants you you don't do that and it'll affect the kids and their like self-worth and stuff and it like I yeah it was a hard chat to have and I don't think I changed the opinion at all I think basically Wait, so we, was were you talking to someone who is indigenous no I was talking to somebody within my family oh. who um is quite racist oh um, right right but obviously like <laughs> very close <laughs> yeah very close like to <laughs> indigenous <laughs> it's, it's a whole thing it's a whole thing but I am I was what a mess. thinking about it when this was all happening and how like um I'm I'm really happy that like my school for some reason even though it is a really racist area and people are really racist up there um still like did lots of like um like indigenous stuff like at, outside of NADOC week like you know we would like oh, that's learn nice. about like dreamtime stories and lots of that stuff um and and so like I do think that was really nice cuz like I feel like I sort of like good teachers know a lot of the stories and stuff and and it does make me feel like really interested in that part of like Australian culture and stuff but Fuck, um, I learned barely fucking God. anything about it in school I was so like because shit. it was like fun you know fun stories it, that's like what's the best I mean it's, just, it's like, very fun interesting stories. and rich fucking history yeah and yet I had to learn about some fucking white cunt come here on a boat and then shot all the fucking <laughs> whatever fucking dodos or whatever the fuck boring did we have dodos here i don't know did we i mean you're the one saying it (laughs) yeah you'd think i'd know (laughs) (laughs) oh anyway it's a lovely date with um brooke and holly god we should probably cut out that stuff where i talked about trying to have a conversation no i think it's good i just don't know how i i don't know if i because you know I don't want to say anybody's names or or say anything you know whatever because I don't want that person to like because I don't think they'll be racist forever because um they've had other experiences where they used to be racist towards um I think this is so funny they used to be racist towards um 
all Asian people. Um, <laughs> and then it's like, all Asian people except my friend Miranda. <laughs> yeah, until they saw Ando. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and then they were like, you know what? He's had a hard life <laughs> and he's done so much and I really respect him. <laughs> And I really respect them all. And I'm just being like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Fuck my yeah, God. Ando. He's really doing the work, isn't he? <laughs> oh, oh, boy. That's great. Now, we just need to do that for every single culture in the world. And um, also, We just need to find an know. Ando of every single race who's lived, like, an amazing life perfectly yeah. and has 17 and not, different talents at which they not are. Not just races as well, different sexualities and genders and all oh, of that yeah, sort yeah. of stuff as well. Just Where are the Malalas? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I'd like to say thank you to, you know, the perfect people in the world. Someone has to do it. <laughs> it's obviously not us. Um, okay. All right. Yes. No, anyway, so they have a lovely date. It's beautiful. It's very sweet. Um, yes. And what else? I don't know. She gets a rose, I um, assume. I sort of zoned out a little bit when it was like Brooke, them talking afterwards. Brooke says, um, so... Um, Holly is like, I'd love to introduce you to my mum. Brooke says she can see a future but feels a bit hesitant about moving to Sydney's northern beaches. This will come back a bit later on, mm. mm-hmm. um, this whole sort of like moving chat. Mm-hmm. Um, and Holly doesn't mention moving at all. You know, she's like, you know, whatever, I'm not moving. I think this is also a thing that sort of happens with people who are have never lived away from their family. The idea of moving is obviously... Um, Obviously, it's going to be harder, but then people who, like, are in a city but don't have their family around them there, it's always, like, I think expected of that person to move, even if they have their own life in that area. Yeah. Just because they don't have, like, a mum But to be fair, Brooke, like, just moved to Melbourne. It's not like she's all set up and stuff. She moved there for a change. So it's like, you can move somewhere else. (laughs) Yeah. For a change. I mean, like, definitely at least, at least consider, I mean, I don't know what Sydney's Northern Beaches are like, you know. I live... West, um, <laughs> so north, east, Scum. south. Um, yeah, I'm not. You know, I'm I'm away from it a little bit, so I don't know what it's like up there. I hear it's rich people. Yes. Is that right? Yeah, that's the whole um, thing. Yeah. Okay. But Brooke does like the beach. That's one of the key things we know Brooke about would her love personality. Bondi. Yeah. Is that north? I've got no I idea about it. I've lived here for a year. <laughs> have absolutely no idea. I know the northern anything. beaches are where like rich yuppies live. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> I would not be welcome. <laughs> okay, come on. Okay, group date. Brooke wants kids. Um, they The kids pick sporting teams. Millie gets picked first by um, Brooke wants kids. Girl. What? <laughs> you didn't explain That's that the there were kids. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's kids. <laughs> there's kids. Um, the kids pick the teams. Um, there's three kids. Um, yes, there's three kids. Um, I can't remember the kids' names, but they all get to pick their team names. Yep. One is Tiny Teddy, one is T-Rex, and the other is the Mighty Bulldogs. Hell yeah. Um, which I thought was quite funny because it's they've just picked a sporting team that already exists. <laughs> um, first up, they do an egg and spoon race. Um, and, you know, Brooke is watching to be like, who's, who's a good parent figure? Mm. Um, and I think Kurt is sort of winning this this really? tournament. Yeah, Luca's said- doing pretty well. Luca is a teacher. Oh, yeah. But He's that's, being very that's encouraging, all. even though the little boy on his team, the child, the egg and spoon race, I've never seen someone walk slower in my entire life. <laughs> Just no sense of urgency. He's going to grow up to work at the post office. Mark my words. 
this is what my my that was a very funny um that was a very funny joke because people that I get it yeah I get it because they're slow at the post they're office slow. I, they don't sorry, care you'd be they you could you could be visibly stressed and they're like let me just go check out the back <laughs> yeah when I oh they got mad at me the other day because I got like a text message because I got the Australia Post app on my phone mm. I got a text message to say something was waiting for me at the post office like it had just been delivered to the post office and so I went to the post office to try and beat that school rush and then I got there and the lady was like how long ago did it get here and I was like <laughs> I don't know like 20 minutes ago and she's like oh it probably hasn't even been sorted yet I'm gonna go have to find it for <laughs> oh. they're always so mad at you for getting a package like, they're so mad why don't you have some sort of way to update the app so that it doesn't tell me until you've sorted it or something? It makes n- no sense. Like the app has told me to come, that it's here, that I can pick it up. And now you're angry at me for some unforsaken reason. She's angry at you because she hasn't like, <laughs> clearly it just automatically is like, it's now at the post office, which is true. <laughs> but she hasn't been, um, you know, she hasn't been sorting through it because she's had, she's been busy. She's had three customers an hour to deal with. <laughs> Actually, those post, post office is always fucking busy. It's always like every it's like the lines out the door constantly. Yeah, but that's because they take so fucking long. They yeah. I'd I mean, be this, great at the post office. I would change the fucking game. I've worked in maybe? I've worked in hospo. I don't want people listening to this thinking that I'm like you know shitting on people who work behind a counter. I've done it. I know what a sense of urgency is, and they don't have it. Grow up. Honestly, maybe I should work at a post office because I something I really hate. Is it jobs I can't stand when I, you know, was just like doing jobs to help with doing comedy. One thing I couldn't stand was like, how is anybody supposed to feel good about working at like a call center if everybody's like timing your breaks and like timing everything? And if you are one minute late from your break, then you're like, you need to go in for a meeting with the team Mm. manager. Like, it's like, do you like, no. Sounds like Amazon. Uh, It's, it's, it's fucked up. That's every call center is like. It can't – and also, okay, this annoys me about call center. I haven't worked at a call center for five years, but I'm angry. I'm angry I'm glad now. I never worked at a call center. Fuck that. It was just like so – I mean, I liked my first job at a call was center. Was it incoming was like or outgoing calls? 18. So I've worked a few. My first job uh, at a call center was when I was 18 and I got a job at Telstra. And I actually enjoyed that one because um, I didn't like – know anything about anything and I was just enjoying like I made I had like good friends there and um it was like good pay and I could save heaps of money and I felt really good and but but something I didn't like or didn't clock into was the fact that because my brain is strange Mm. um you know this like you're you're supposed to like handle a certain amount of calls per hour yeah and um you were supposed to make a certain amount of sales. But if if an old lady called me and she was like, oh, I've been passed around from department to department and nobody's helping me and I need my phone on and I just, I'm going to, what if I have a heart attack and I can't call somebody? I need to call somebody. And then I would like sit with her for an hour and like call through different apart- departments and like call her back. That's and nice. Be like, I've sorted this. But you would get in trouble and you would get penalised for yeah. that because you weren't, and that that's like something that really... Telstra was fucking was like, awful for that. But that's every call center. Mm. Every call center is like that. Every call center is like it prioritizes handling the amount of calls you have and selling stuff over actually helping the people. Anyway, it just frustrated me and annoyed me everywhere. <laughs> and you, you, you're tired for your breaks and all of that bullshit. 
Yeah, like, people love being micromanaged. It famously uh, makes them, you know, want to work, um, makes them better at work. If you're just keeping track of everything and just like <gasps> hovering over their shoulder, people love it. <laughs> Can I tell you, me and my friend, by the end Danielle, of our time at... Okay, sorry. We... We need... I know, I know, I know, we need to go. Are 40 minutes in. Okay, and we're not even... Okay, 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 okay. So people think Millie <laughs> is too competitive playing these games. They yeah. think she's far too competitive. Um, I actually think the kids would like that because I think kids hate to be patronised and I think Yeah, they, but she they... was cheating. Okay, so it's like this thing where they have to steal each other's balls and put them in their, like, hoop and stuff and run and grab each other's stuff. Um, but it's supposed to be no-contact sport. And she literally is just, like, shoving past, like, the adults, not the kids, obviously. <laughs> I think... That's fine. Okay, I have no problem with her being competitive, but like, but you yeah. know, follow the rules because there's okay, kids. Yeah, I might have missed that bit. I just sort of was like, also, it was, was no sort of- contact, and she was like laying on top of all the balls. So there's the, the little boy who, <laughs> who was fucking so- strolling through the egg and spoon race. He's just trying to get a ball, and she's just like laying on top of all of them. And he's like, um, how do I? And she's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but I don't think Brooke Brooke does not seem to mind. They, they really played this up like, <gasps> Millie's forgotten we're playing with kids. It's disgusting. And then you actually watch it and there's a bit with Brooke being like, yeah, I don't, I don't mind. <laughs> yeah, I think she like doesn't care if people are like, I think she kind of likes the idea of somebody dominant. Yes. she. Oh, my God, clearly. Anyway, um, Kurt gets the extra time from this date. Um, he's such a himbo. Kurt is like full himbo vibes. I love Kurt. I think Kurt is Bless lovely. him. And he's always saying really positive things about, like, the girls as well. Yeah. Like, he's always like, oh, Holly's so good at doing all of this stuff. And, like, I think he seems like a gen... He kind of reminds me a bit, like, obviously he reminds me of Tim because of his, like, like, his, like, cadence and stuff. But he sort of reminds me of my friend Lewis, like, in terms of, like, very kind and and sweet and caring. Yeah. I would say Lewis Um, does seem to have a fully working brain, though. Yes, Lewis is very intelligent. Um, but I don't think Kurt, maybe Kurt's just got a similar thing to me where sometimes he just sounds dumb when he talks. No, I think, I think he's I a himbo, sound- which okay. I love, by the way. I want you to say, like, that's that's like, that's like my top tier man. As far as men go, himbo is right up there. A kind <laughs> man who, you know, doesn't have a lot of thoughts going on. Bless him. He's so lovely. I hope you're like second husband when you're like 50 is like a, like a young himbo and you're like a 50-year-old woman and you've got like one of those like Cruella de Vil cigarettes. That's Why like am I Cruella de Vil? Why do I, I have to not, be I, evil? I'm not saying you are Cruella de Vil. I'm just saying you're like like a, a fashionista like Cruella de Vil. Like you've got like one of those big cigarettes. Well, I would never smoke, thing. first of all, so it's, you yeah, don't well, know me at all. Well, obviously it's not an actual cigarette. It's just for decoration. Why okay? am I walking around with a decoration cigarette holder? Because you love, um, you you sort of like love accessories. You love accessories. I love accessories. You love accessories. I have one ring. You've got one ring. You love the poppet socket thing on the back of the phone. You oh, love playing I'll just with use that. It you as just a want fidget. something in your hand. <laughs> fidget yeah, toys, exactly. is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, you want something to fidget with. Oh, my God. Um, okay, cocktail party. Yep. There's a They've date card. Like... What? There's a date card at the cocktail party. Whoever gets the date card gets the last single date. Okay. So they need to prove themselves big time. So it all, everyone starts to fucking panic, okay? Millie sits down with Brooke, explains that she is Spanish. Mm -hmm. There's that ethnic ambiguity coming in. 
Yep. Makes sense for me. Okay? Yep. I need, there was something, you know, European in there. <laughs> I, yeah, I think she's got that, like, type of skin that goes, like, you know that European skin that, Olive. like, goes nice and brown? Yeah. yeah. I don't have that. I go freckly. <laughs> and that's why I'll never fuck you, Danny. <laughs> I know. I know that, like, you know, people sometimes are like, um, I think people sometimes are like, why don't you ever wear, like, different, like, you know, like tops that don't cut off right at your neck. And I'm like, because if I wear a top, if I wear something that crosses over over my chest or whatever, um, first off, if I wear a seatbelt, my chest is going bright red. I'm like the princess in the pea. If anything touches me, I'm irritated. And secondly, if I, if I, if my chest gets so much as a glimpse of the sun, I know it's, I know I'm going to have one of those corned beef chests when I'm 50. It's just like bright red. It's just bright red all the time, no matter what you do. I can't let the sun touch it. <laughs> corn beef just chest. Like, it's going to be a corn beef chest. I know it. <laughs> it. I don't understand. Well, and I also you're, understand. you're also like, you know, you have a very distinctive um, style of clothes that suits you very well. I don't know why anyone would challenge you on that anyway. Thank you. Actually, can I send you? No, okay, I'll, I'll send you a quick photo of um. I found a new, I found a new dress that I I like, and I've I've bought two. It's just a plain. It's like an A line polo dress, and mm. it comes with like pants that you can wear underneath that have pockets. And I I Ooh. love it because I can go for long walks and I can keep everything in my pockets and I don't have to carry a bag or anything. Sorry, my room <laughs> is very messy in this photo. But, you um, are going on seven million tangents today. I want I'm you so to know sorry. that I'm fine with it. You okay, told but, me at the start, I can't go heaps late because I've got a bunch of shit to do today. I do have a heap of shit to do. Anyway, I've just sent you a photo. We I are not even a third dress. of the way through the content. It's very comfortable and it's it's <laughs> it's black. And I asked her and I was like, do you think it would be crazy if I bought just like seven of these dresses so I have one for every day of the week because they're so comfy? Oh, it's very but that cute. Is the, it's the wrong person to talk to because as you know, um, Jono wears one outfit. He's like a cartoon character. Yes. He has... He just buys 17 of the same black T-shirt and has jeans in, in two lengths mm-hmm. and, you know, one of each and that's it. So he when, was like, yes. When I helped him move house before we got together uh, many moons ago, um, <laughs> I don't know. It was, it, I just realised how long we've been together recently and I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, mm-hmm. that's ages. Um, and, um, and he moved and he, he, like I was driving a van because I was a courier then. And he was like, will you help me move? And I said, yes. And then he walked. I was like, do you need help going upstairs to get stuff? And he did two trips. One trip, he just bought down a computer monitor. And the other trip, he just bought down a, a washing basket that had like um, four T-shirts in it and just like some, some bedding. And I was like, what the fuck? Is that all he, he had? He lived here. Yeah, that's all he had. He lived in Melbourne for a year. And that's all that's he had. That's fucked up. I was so confused. Anyway, now he owns a lot of things. American Psycho you know, vibes. <laughs> I love buying stuff. <laughs> um, okay, come on, Danielle. Okay, sorry, sorry. Um, so Millie the Sangria, because um, she's Spanish. Oh, Jamie sangria, Lee, yeah. Yum. Jamie Lee puts Brooke on a physical pedestal, which is Yuck. psycho. Crazy red flag I hate. In my opinion. I do not like that. Like yeah. uh, the putting someone on a pedestal, you're supposed to be equals. I don't know. Like I know there's a – I feel like this is this weirdly romanticised thing about like people being like, I'll, I'll hold you above all else and put you on a pedestal. I've had guys no. do that to me. It's yuck. It's horrible. Why sh- – you should not be have – like Naomi, I know you. I would – I love you very much. But to put you on a pedestal would be insane, you know? Yes. We've all got to be like 
that person, I love them very much, but we've all got flaws. Well, I mean, I'm pretty good, but (laughs) I'm just saying, put it aside, put aside how perfect I am. See us as equals, even though there's no way that's true, you know what I mean? Um, Then we have Will. He's our Guy Montgomery lookalike. Yes. He's Um, gotten Brooke a ring. Yes, a ring. And um, mid-chat, flowers Mm. arrive. Mm. From a secret admirer. Everybody acts like this is some villain move when really we know that the producers did this. I don't think the producers did this. Well, what do you mean? Some A random walks in with them, like a random staff member. It's yeah, not like, but, I mean, in the words of I Conrad, think... if that is Darv, that's a classic Darv move and it does turn out to be Darvid. I reckon it was the clearly producers. ordered I don't the flowers. Was like He's been like, I want to give flowers to Brooke and they're like, great, we're going to deliver them while this is happening but he's is that what you mean the timing of yeah, the flowers I don't, I don't i don't think david would have said go give them to her while she's in a oh, date yeah, with somebody else we're on the same page um yeah conrad has also he's bought a necklace with a rose on it i'm guessing he has one of these it seems that it's like a matching necklace anyway he gives that to brooke everyone's just like showering brooke with gifts and just yes. like begging to stay at this point i will say of all the things that of all the seasons that we've watched i think this is the season where the most people have had like real real feelings like gonna get heartbroken vibes yeah. and i think it's because yeah, of how definitely. open brooke is Definitely. And I even think, like, even Kurt, who doesn't have the best connection with her, I still think he really likes her as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm these people are going to be hot. Anyway, da- David gets the last single date. He gets the card. We go to the rose ceremony um, and we say goodbye to Luca and Will. Yes. Peace out. Um, I wasn't expecting Luca to go. Um, because I, I was. Thought you were? Uh, I thought it was between – I knew Will was going. Yeah. And then I was, yeah, I did, I did guess that it would be Luca because I was with Mark and he's like, oh, you reckon the girl's going Millie? I'm like, no, Millie over Luca is staying for sure. Yeah, I thought, I thought maybe Kurt might have gone because I remembered Luca being mm. like quite assertive and um, I feel like that is sort of a bit more Brooke's vibe. I think she kind of likes like a domineering character almost. Yeah, but everyone's being assertive at this point. Yeah. So it sort true. of filters out and then you see what he really is. Yeah, which is just okay, a man. Next step, episode <laughs> nine. I'm gonna put a. Bro- I'm gonna put a. Um... Oh yeah, we'll be back after these short messages. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello. Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And we're back for episode nine of The Bachelor. Um, and starting off, <laughs> we're talking about inner beauty. Oh, uh, yes. Um, so... This is like where we're going to do, Brooke's going to do some life modelling um, for some reason, even though they're painting her in a beauty and they uh-huh. sort of like build it up like she's bearing it all. But while they're doing this, they're wrapping her 
in something that conceals her more than some of the outfits we've seen. And also, oh, like, yeah, she's had nearly her whole pussy out. <laughs> yeah. In other and outfits. Then, <laughs> exactly. And then we were also, like, getting, like, touched up with bronzer and stuff over everything um, to, to, like, you know, it's the dream to have body body contouring on. Like, you know, oh, it's so funny. You she's like, face. you know, I want someone, what does she say? I want someone to see me with all my scars and flaws and still love me. And but I definitely was, conceal those scars. Like, no, conceal no, them up has, a bit. No, no, she has a scar on her collarbone that is visible. But even, like, not even despite the scar, but just, like, the scar as a part of it. So I was just, I was just looking at the screen going, oh, yuck. Hopefully someone can love this hideous beast on my screen. Yuck. Like, she's, like, the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my yeah, life. Yeah, it's so funny as well because there's, like, even Obviously, the scar is just like a straight scar on yeah, line with her s- collarbone. It's exactly. Like, like it's like almost like an accent wall, but on a person. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like when somebody like they design a tattoo to go with the way your body moves. Yes. Or whatever. And it's like that is the perfect line on the collarbone. Even her scar is like, pretty. Yeah, I like turned to journal and I was like, do you do you think my scar is as beautiful as that? Like the one that's like, I've got like a tiny scar that goes down from my belly button from where I like had my gallbladder taken out because I had to do like keyhole surgery or whatever. Cute. And um, in my mind, I'm like, that is far more like weird than that because there's there, there's not like a natural line there mm. with your body, you mm. know? You're like, of course that's a more more weird. I don't know. I feel like that scar is completely normal. And it's also not a Frankenstein scar. You know, like where it's got like the line with all the like it's it looks perfect. Who it looks scars like, look like that? Well, because when I had my mole off, they like it doesn't look like it now. But like when I first had it done, it genuinely looked like a Frankenstein star. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? I got this taken off because my mum and my nana kept picking at it, being like, Danielle, it's gonna get cancerous. You've got to cut this mole. Off. You're gonna get cancer from this. You're very white. You're very fair. You're gonna get cancer from this. As if like both of them didn't bake themselves in the sun with olive oil. Um, I'm the only one who uses sunscreen in the entire family, and I don't live in North Queensland. And so I got it cut off, and then. I had this like for like a bit and now it's like calmed down a little but for a while I was like oh my god now I've got a huge Frankenstein scar on my chin bro why didn't you why did you get it taken off like that that's crazy there's way better ways to get a mole taken off what do you mean I went to the dermatologist and he cut it off yeah but there's there's like there's different ways you can get it sort of like burnt off or frozen off in a way that like uh, it, it basically was a cauterizes it yeah that's that's still fine I mean I shouldn't no have idea. to it's, use stitches especially on your it's face fine now I've looked anyway. into it when I was like, should I get my mole removed? I'm like, is it going to make me a better actor? But then I was like, no, I think I'll look <laughs> fucking boring without it, to be honest. Yeah, I think it's like a key feature of your face. I think mine was bad because it was like under, it was sort of like underneath my chin. And also um, I like, uh, I think so essentially it was part mole, part when I was a teenager. I remember when it started because I was 17. It was just before formal and I got a pimple there. I got a pimple right there just before formal. <gasps> it was the first time I'd ever had like a big pimple. It was like no. a cystic pimple. Anyway, something that if you don't know, cystic pimples, sometimes they'll keep coming back in the same place. And mm. essentially um, I'd had like a tiny little freckle mole there. But then I started to get this cystic this cystic pimple that would come there. And it was like a volcano essentially. Every month around my period you'd get a cystic pimple there. And over the years the scar tissue grew. And so that's why I had a – it was like a mole slash scar tissue. Oh. So anyway – 
It was like just annoying as well because it would be like painful. So they cut it off, and now, now um, it's good. Anyway, um, is that too much information? Is that disgusting? My it's volcano. So funny how much of this episode we have to get through, and the amount of detours that you are taking. I feel like it is so much more than normal, and it's so well, I just funny. Upped my meds, okay? You what? I had to up my meds like three days ago. As in your Vivance? Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> so sorry about that, okay? It's very, I just started taking Vivance. It's like, let's talk. <laughs> I mean, okay, it's good. We're on I'm a podcast. Sorry. It's fine. Now, okay, so, okay, so they all have to paint. Beauty. So they're all going to watch Brooke. She's like, you know, sitting quote unquote naked, but she's got, got a sheet over her. So it's very like, you know, Yeah, like whatever. we said, this is the most covered up we've seen her all season. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we find out here that Conrad's parents are artists. Which makes a whole lot of sense yes. why he's so sensitive, you know, and in touch with his feelings. Um, so she's sitting there all hideous and flaws and all. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then she wants them to paint what they feel when they see Brooke. And she's sitting there drinking wine in this, like, you know, Egyptian Burgundy. cotton probably red sheet. She looks like Cleopatra. Yeah. She's got <laughs> drinking so out much of a hair <laughs> So much hair clipped. So in. much it's hair. It's like my dream amount of hair. Oh, I think I might want get one of those. You know the like the like halo ones? It's just like a, yeah. the ones that celebrities wear. Yeah. I think I, I wish... might get one. Just to yeah, thicken should... it. Not to make it longer, but just to thicken it up. What do you reckon? Yeah, that could that could be nice. Cause you also have like because I you have like slight you have like a like quite thin hair. Yeah, yeah, right? it's quite fine, yeah. Yeah. So maybe, yeah, that would be nice for you to be able to like um, a bit more volume. Some, bit, yeah, a bit more volume around no, the All sides. the celebrities just, have fake hair and fake teeth. Yeah, that's um, what I found out and it made me sad. I really want – I mean, I've got very thick hair, but I would just like more. I just want more hair. Yeah, I mean, it's never Always. enough. It's like, it's never it's enough like wealth, you know? Yeah. It's like you get more and then you're like, oh, I just need a little bit more until you're, yeah. you're all hair. Exactly. But, until but you're you the thing. That Is that what eyelashes. it's called? Cousin it? What? Which one's the thing? <laughs> In the Adams family, the hair one. Mm, I don't know. Um, okay, anyway, we see them. Um, so they paint all their little things and we see uh, they sit down with Brooke one by one and the others watch on a live stream for some reason um, just to, yes. you know, <laughs> so they can feel threatened by each other, I guess, uh, what they did. Okay, so what Holly painted is exactly the thing that I would have thought of to paint. Yeah, which In is fact, what? Using warm colours to portray her as warm. Well, Oh, well, I th- I feel like it's the colours of the Aboriginal flag that she's using. Um, she just used like oranges, yellows, and reds. Yeah, but I think she says something about like, uh, community or not community, culture or something like that. She's clearly oh. referencing it in a way. But anyway, yeah. um, so that's basically it. She just draws her with her hair, but it's orange and red. Um. I just, I liked it when she was like, I used warm colours because you're warm. That was my favourite line. <laughs> um, I've written, David's fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> ugly as hell. It's so ugly and it's also so cliche to be like, yeah. my world goes from grey to colour when you walk in the room. Like, it's actually not about Brooke then. Yeah. It's about you. Yeah. By the way, David. Yeah, it's like that Chris Pratt fucking Instagram post, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like it's, here's what's what's here's how I am now that you're here to do stuff. <laughs> um, um, it's fucking ugly as shit. 
Yeah, it's not pretty. Jamie Lee's is like, it's like she's gone away for like a, a work conference and have to do team building exercises. Yes. It's just words on a page. Yep. So she um, paints like colours in each corner and it's like family, spirituality, gay. I don't know. I can't remember what they were. <laughs> yeah, I think she wrote gay. <laughs> <laughs> um, And then Millie's. It was, I don't even know. I didn't even write um, anything down for Millie's, to be honest. Um, I don't think Millie's was interesting at all, I don't think. I thought one of my favourite clips was it cut away to Holly and it was Holly, like, Nellie crying, being like, I'm feeling vulnerable, I'm feeling really uncomfortable. But then she had Kermit the Frog earrings in and I couldn't, like, <laughs> there was something so funny about that to me that I was like, this, you can't be vulnerable <laughs> for some reason and crying and have Kermit the Frog earrings and it's too absurd. <laughs> Um, then we have Conrad, Kurt. who does the classic Kurt? thing. Oh, uh, I didn't write anything down for Kurt. Kurt, Sorry. he drew like an, the shape of an eye. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like within it was like, you know, I don't know, fucking some shit. It's just so funny. It's just so, it just so looked like a child's painting. Um, anyway, but yes, <laughs> then we get to Conrad. Conrad, who Beautiful does Conrad. the thing that... Everybody who does art does and says, yeah, it's not, it's not that good. It's, um, yeah, no, it's just, uh, you know, I just tried to do my best. Um, it's, not, it's nothing special or anything like that. It's just, uh, well, yeah, whatever. Anyway, and then it's definitely the best by a long way. Yeah, but it's still not – they teased it it's like it was going to be amazing and I was like, what the fuck? But then I was like, okay, what I didn't realise at first is that all of the stuff is inside like a silhouette, a silhouette. of her and yeah. her hair, which is actually done really well. Yeah, I think that would have it taken a It looks like it could have been traced. Yeah. Um, you know, it's even got like her posture. I, I think he did a great job of that. The painting within it, still pretty, um, you know, <laughs> pedestrian. Yes. It's definitely basic. <laughs> but it's, be- it's beautiful. Okay, so there's a tree in it. Um, he's drawn a tree of wisdom because she's so wise. Um it's a shit tree. It's like it is, a child, something a child would draw. I don't know why he didn't make it a gum tree. Yeah, because I mean, that would like, be native to Australia, and like it would look. It's really easy to draw a gum tree. I mean, there's also like lots of varieties of gum trees as well, so you don't have to like you know. There's like hundreds of varieties as well, so you can just do any tree really. That's like different. That's definitely an apple tree. What he's drawn. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's incredibly basic tree. Should have been a gum tree because it would have looked way better as well. I in some yeah. in primary school someone came in and they taught us how to draw like really easily paint a gum tree and I'm just irritated at the moment. Um, <laughs> it's and just you just do it sideways, it. you know, because it's it's like sideways. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> the fruit on the tree, yes. Are hearts. Yes. Like apples, but yep. hearts. Yes. Um, I also liked that my favourite part of it was saying, um, you're very grounded, and then he points to the ground. No, that- he said that's why the tree has such big roots because oh, it's firmly okay. rooted in the ground. <laughs> oh, I missed. I was half paying attention and trying to write notes. And I then he he's drawn the three beings um, that are supposed to be the kids that she wants. Uh, one is a yes. sunflower. Brooke is Sienna. sobbing, by the way. Oh, yeah, this is yeah, happening. yeah. She is so. I mean, it's really sweet because this is yeah. not like warmth, community, love. Like my, he's my world turns to colour. It's very specific about her. Yeah. Um, and he's drawn her a sun as well, which is a turtle. And he's like, I know that's your totem animal. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then he's a star. A that is, he's like, I know you want to adopt a child and I know you're going to find a child that is, you know, a shooting star. Very yeah. sweet. 
And he's even remembered the sun. He's like, this is the sunflower. It's your daughter, Sienna. Like he's remembered the name that she wants to yeah. use or whatever as well. And the adopt- uh, remembering the adoptive child is so nice as well. It is so sweet. She's bawling her eyes out and he's wiping away her tears. Again, all the other contestants are watching this. <laughs> it is so sweet. Yes, it's so lovely. It's so thoughtful, like genuinely thoughtful. Bless yeah. him so much. He's, he's so lovely. You know what? He's not like Kieran. I really don't think he is. No, I don't think he is too because when we meet his family later on, yes, I definitely we see. Yes. Okay, I think so, we get it. Vibe. Um, Conrad gets the alone time. No surprises there. Um, and he uh, has – they sit down and she's like, "What's our, what would our life look like? And he talks about how he's just left his carpentry job because it wasn't fulfilling him. Brooke is a planner. Okay, she clearly mm-hmm. had a very rough upbringing, so yes. she she clearly had, was missing stability early in her life, and so that's one of her main things that she, you know, she's someone who keeps a spreadsheet, yeah, to make sure she doesn't want to end up, you know, in like in an unstable place where you know she can't pay her rent or something like that. That's never going to be her. Yeah. There's no way, like, Brooke, even if she's been earning minimum wage, would definitely have had, like, savings. Yes. Yes. However little she's got. She's got a, she's a she's planner. She's got a plan. She's a yeah. pragmatic woman, okay? Um, and, like, for a very good reason as well. He is just talking about, and this is hard. This is so hard because he's, like, like, he's just unhappy in his carpentry job. I can very yeah. easily picture him being unhappy in this job, like the men he would be around if he genuinely didn't fit in with them. I think yeah. he would just fucking hate it. I think I think the thing that I'm I'm struggling with with this bit is um I feel like Brooke I'm feeling like a lack of empathy from Brooke towards Conrad who's clearly at like a like life crisis being like, you know, like when you choose to do like carpentry or like um you know building and stuff a lot of the time you're like 15 or 16 and you like leave school to go do it and so you don't really know what you want to do but maybe school's not the right thing for you and it's not how your brain works to learn and so like doing stuff with your hands is like I I definitely think like it's something that like if I was a boy I probably would have gone off to do TAFE or something because I always liked doing stuff with my hands better yeah um or whatever and I feel like he's yeah, he's probably reached a point in his life where he's like, oh, I actually don't like this and I need to, like, go back to the drawing board. And it makes sense to not have – to know what it's going to be straight away. Yeah. Um, and, and he I really think, like, doesn't. And he's like, I just want to find fulfilment. And she's like, but what are you going to do to find fulfilment? <laughs> and he's like, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I'll I, find I, something. I like his answer because I think it is very – like, I think it's reasonable and – I don't think he's just going to – like, I don't think he's just going to sit around and do nothing. I think he'll, like – he just needs time to figure out what he wants to do. Um, Yeah, well, I mean, he says he gets up, like, he gets up at, like, fucking 4 o'clock every morning. Like, he's clearly not someone who just, like, lays around the house, like, you know, like a fucking parasite with one person working and him being like, oh, I'm working on it. Like, but I fully understand (laughs) with Brooke's upbringing why that is, like, alarm bells in her head. But also he comes from a family of artists and he talks about like, he's like, I don't care about material possessions. Yeah. Which like, I'm like, I I feel like I'm much more in line with Conrad than Brooke. But also like Brooke, like she says, she doesn't have parents. Like that always has to be the first thought in your mind. Like if I lost everything, I could go live with my mom. 
Yeah. She has a spare bedroom. She has a bed. Yeah. You know, even now, like, I'm in and out of my sister's house. Like, but if she doesn't have anyone that she can rely on like that, then, and I'm sure there are people that would take Brooke in <laughs> at the yeah. moment, but she, she's, she's not someone who has that in her head as, yeah. like, I'll always be okay. Whereas I feel like Conrad has his family to fall back yeah. on, but she's not used to that. I feel like something that I think would be nice for Brooke is like, I think, and I mean, we don't know anything about Brooke. <laughs> Let's be, we don't know well, anything about this. We know she wants we just know what we to say. have but two, in my two mind, biological I've, children and an adoptive <laughs> child. <laughs> I feel like Brooke would like want to be like one of those people who like wants to be like um, loved like unconditionally and have the person like give their whole life to her. And I feel like Conrad would do that as opposed to somebody else who might just like like who might be more career focused. Like I think she would kind of enjoy somebody who would be a bit more like just like love her completely and then be like a stay-at-home dad or something as well. Yeah, exactly. He could stay home and take care of the kids. Yeah, I think that could honestly be like a really good way for things to go for her as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, just, anyway. you know, we need, more, we need more house husbands. Yeah, basically I love Conrad and I'm I'm upset that I understand where Brooke's coming from, but I also am like, I don't think you can expect somebody who's going through a midlife crisis to know what their next thing is straight away. I think they need time to figure that out. Yeah. But I also, yeah, it's just like understandable, but sad. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, then we go to David. They're on their last date and they're making wine, um, which means they're standing on grapes in a barrel. Which and isn't making out. This is not how we make wine anymore. Anymore. Well, yeah. Then, like, they get off and they get off the grapes, and then she goes, "Table grapes don't make good wine." Ha ha ha! And then she goes, "I've stitched him up." <laughs> Why didn't they just use different grapes? I'm confused. Yeah, I mean, they. I guess like maybe um, it would have. I don't know what would be more expensive using the grapes that are in the field or table grapes. Table grapes, I assume, are quite expensive, unless you're getting them wholesale. But because like a bag, from I don't Woolworths. think they're expensive. <laughs> they don't cost that much for a TV production. No, but you know, <laughs> I feel like it would be easier if you're at a wine place to just be like, can we get some? I mean, maybe they're not. Maybe in they season. were like, fuck I don't that. Know. These are way more yeah. like valuable. Just get some fucking grapes from Woolworths. Yeah. Anyway, I've- huge prank. <laughs> Hilarious. We laugh for days over this prank. Um, Brooke says. Uh, to, to the to camera. He's the perfect blend of sexy and faithful but serious. This is strange to what? me because I think David has empty eyes. I don't think he has empty eyes. I just think he's boring to me. But that's because he's okay. serious. I don't – I can't handle serious. What's the point? Why do you <laughs> have to be serious in life? I don't know. Like you can just have a genuine conversation about something serious without being a serious person. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, let's do this. Boom, that's done. Now let's have a laugh, perhaps about these grapes that don't even make good wine, by the way, prank. <laughs> um, and also, then- does Brooke have a foot fetish? It seems like she's got a little bit of a foot fetish. Oh, yeah, she's like it was a good excuse to get close to him and see his, and see his feet. Yeah. She likes it. Yeah, People have been more empowered I- about their foot fetishes recently. Yeah, I didn't know that, like, I thought it was more of a men thing, but I guess, yeah, women have them too, obviously. It makes sense, but... I'd, I've never heard women a lot of the time be like, yeah, give me them feet. Show me them big men feet. <laughs> well, there's a girl on Love Island who has a foot fetish, but I think she likes having her feet, like, 
her toes sucked on or whatever. Oh. But I don't know if she likes seeing, like, a man's feet. I don't know. But, you know, it's 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 getting more and more. I know, um, who's that guy who did that song, Beautiful Soul? Jesse um, McCartney? Yeah. He has you a foot fetish. The first, <laughs> the first time I ever made out with somebody, they sucked my toes, and I was very confused. The first time you kissed someone? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> and then he sucked my Ew. toes. <laughs> no, uh, don't. I didn't know what was happening. I was like, I guess this is normal. I don't know. This is what making out is. Yeah, that's why everyone gets a gets a pedicure first. I guess so. <laughs> no. Oh no. <laughs> that's like okay. Yeah, no. I'm just gonna say it. Um, the first time I had sex was with my like uh, high school sweetheart, and he'd had a girlfriend before me though, so he wasn't a mm. virgin. <laughs> Yeah. And so the first time we had sex, it's just flipping me over every which way. I was oh, like, Jesus. I was like, all right, now we're doing this. Now we're doing this. And you were like, and okay, so I mean, I guess I understand because he's a young person and doesn't, he's not realizing that this could be a strange experience for you. Yeah. But you would also think that he would also be able to understand that. Well, you know, the 17 year old boy, what do you want, really? Yeah, I guess it's, yeah. <laughs> Um. <laughs> anyway, um, so Brooke and and uh, fucking David sit down, and she asks, "Is he a if, if he's a long term guy?" Yeah, obviously. Um, this is such a weird question to ask on on the show. That's about finding like you. They're not gonna say anything other than yes. Well, I guess you know they just hadn't had that conversation. Yeah, I, it makes sense. And then um, Brooke starts crying about how. She does get scared that people will abandon her. This is heartbreaking. Yeah. This is... Um, Brooke is so is, beautiful. She's, she's such so a beautiful, beautiful person. And very open. And also abandonment issues um, are so hard for people to get over. So, she's done such a good job, I feel. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, like, she's she's clearly gone through so much fucking shit. And then, but she's like done the work to make herself like, you know, I feel like you could go through that and turn out to be a real piece of shit. Oh yeah, big time. <laughs> like just fucking traumatized as hell. But she's put, she's clearly put in so much work to be this, like, I can imagine being so closed off and she yeah. is so open and just beautiful. I just, what a beautiful person. <laughs> Scars and all. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that one beautiful collarbone scar and all. Yeah. Um, yeah, and David says he's all in, and then they do a nice smooch. Oh, oh, she's so beautiful. Oh, I hope she's happy. Um, anyway, get to the cocktail party, um, and then we get a little shot, uh, a little in situ of David telling Holly, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm falling hard. You can tell yeah. he's kind of scared. Yeah, he's he's stressing out and, and it seems like yeah he's like it seems like he's almost like on the verge of like tears with holly and also he seems Holly's like obviously struggling because she also has like a big connection as well well now I, she says she's starting to second guess herself i don't know if that's like do i feel as much for brooke as david does or like can my connection be so special if he's feeling the same way i don't know yeah and then kurt i like the cut of kurt the the shot of kurt that kurt's like Man, Holly and Brooke look like they've got a mad connection. <laughs> I love him. Aww. Um, 
She has um, another then, sit down with Conrad. Yes. And he's like, I don't have an answer for what I'm going to do for a job, but I like like talking to people and helping people and so something like that. And he's so he's can he doesn't I don't think he understands like what she means by what does our life look like because he's thinking of like a day to day basis. He's yeah. like thinking of like his dream day, which is like get up in the morning, go to the beach, make her a coffee in bed. Do like he's thinking of like day to day, not yeah. um, like a he's like thinking of a snapshot, not of like a, a whole what their lives look like. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, you mean on a weekend, right? And he's like, I mean, yeah. ideally every day, right? Ha, 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 ha. And she's like, no. <laughs> don't she you see like, what's I'll happening? get depressed if I don't have work every day. I will get depression if I don't have stuff to do. You would? I think everybody would, right? That's Not the, me. That's the whole thing. Like when people retire and they don't have something to do, like if they don't have stuff to do, they just die. <laughs> They just die. They do. That's why, like, I was talking to somebody about it. I think it was, like, maybe um, Avan, who's, like, a, a South American comic, and he was, like, saying over there um, they, like, keep old people, like, involved with, like, um, kids and schooling and, like, they do, like, the after-school care and stuff or whatever because if, if they don't do that, then, like, they just sit in their houses and they die and they live mm. way longer if they, like, do are doing stuff. Yeah. I mean, you'd, you'd find something to do. It would be, like, yeah, hobbies I'm- or whatever. I'm not saying that Brooke at 35, if she um, has like a like a four months where she just chills out for a bit, that she's going to die. Right. Yeah. Obviously, okay. that's not that's not the case. <laughs> but I think like yeah, not having stuff to do or like um, like goals or or things to look forward to in the future that does just I think make you depressed. Like you can't just live every day. Like okay, go. I mean, maybe you can. Like, like I'm going to go to the beach today, have a swim. I, I think you'd have to be like a Conrad type though where you're like living in the moment constantly without any thoughts oh, of like the future. I'm jealous. Yeah. I want, I, want to, I want to do that but also be famous and like have luck and like, you know, just be making really fulfilling art but only when I feel like it. Um, uh, anyway, we get to the rose ceremony. Devastating. Kurt and yes. Millie are gone. Yes. They're both heartbroken. Yes. I feel really bad for Kurt too. He like has like a little thing to camera and he's, he has a chat with her and he's like, yeah, maybe we could like catch up for a coffee or something. Or like, yeah, I mean, like, only if you want to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, hopefully. Yeah. And then he's in the car and he's like, oh, I wish I'd backed myself up a little bit more and like, pushed harder and stuff. But, you know, like, I'll regret that. The last thing he says to Brooke is, as he's getting in the car, he goes, all right, see ya. I'll talk to you later. Oh, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he's like, oh, maybe that's inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bless. Oh, oh bless sweet. him. And goodbye to sweet Millie. Um, I don't I, know. Okay, now we have hometowns. All right. Yes, we do. So okay, this is so, all so, one episode. This is insane. All, yes, it's crazy. Too much. <laughs> too much okay now we have so first up is conrad now this is great because we actually get to see that um where conrad gets it from uh-huh and and that you know we see him he we see we meet his family he's got like an interesting artist family um i'm also certain like because they're in like a cafe and i'm sure that i've been to that cafe on like a road show i was like this is very familiar oh it's me. in melbourne right they're on they're over zoom Oh, so maybe it's just from yeah. Okay, I've almost just been to. I mean, I don't remember. I feel like I remember seeing you know the the set, <laughs> a tram go past, which is how you know. Yeah. Um, 
So Conrad's dad is, so he's got like long hair. Yes. So you can already tell he's probably a huge lefty. White, long hair. Yeah, almost ringlets. Yeah. Um, and he's and he's just insane. I love this man so much. <laughs> he's so lovely. They he keeps like, like being like, oh, sorry, I can barely see you don't have my glasses. Oh, I can't find him. Oh, well. And then like <laughs> 10 seconds later being like, I do need him. I do. I've got to find him. I can't see. <laughs> Um, they have a lovely chat, but then mum and dad have a solo chat with Brooke. Yeah. And um, Do you see yourself having a long-term relationship with Mr. Sensitive? Mr. Sensitive is what he calls him. So he's like, you know, yeah, he knows that this isn't just for camera. This is Conrad. Conrad is sensitive yeah. soul. And he, he goes on to say he was hurt in a past relationship. And this is when his dad gets really emotional and starts um, to cry. Oh, my God. And then God. talks himself down and he said kooky this kooky and stupid father of his and then he tries to lighten the mood and then he's like kooky and stupid stupid father his his father is i made a bow tie (laughs) (laughs) and i love him i'm sorry no i can't (laughs) him talking about like him just like like tearing up talking about like his voice is so shaky yeah and he's like I just like he got so hurt and I just oh my god it's just the most beautiful thing I've ever seen this man talking about his son he's so beautiful and then he like he's like voice is all shaky and he's like I'd do anything for my son (gasps) this is what I wish all dads were like oh my god he's so beautiful i love him so much so beautiful it makes sense why conrad is the way he is and why we actually can trust him now is that he's clearly grown up with this like beautiful man who's just like open-hearted sensitive very caring Oh, yeah. I, was like, I love him. When this was happening, I had flashbacks to like I was like comparing my dad and being like, oh yeah, there was that time when <laughs> Helen got hit by a bus and like my best my best friend got hit by a bus and I called my dad crying and and he was on the phone to his brother on the landline and I'd call him on the mobile and like the way it went was I I called up my dad. I don't know if I've told you this story before. No, you haven't. I called my dad up and was like, Dad. Dad, Helen's been hit by a bus. She's been hit by a bus. And then Dad was just like on the on the home phone to his brother. He goes, "Sorry, Steve, I'm going to have to give you a call back." Danielle's on the other line, and she's being hysterical. <laughs> and then, and then, like when my dog Sarge, who's like you know my angel, my sweet, I know how dog, much you care about Sarge. I love Sarge so much. And Dad was like, you know, he's getting older. You've got to come home for a family trip. Um, he's probably going to die soon. And then um, something happened and the vet came over and had to put him down then. And so my dad FaceTimed me while everything was happening. And he, he's FaceTiming me. I'm watching and I'm crying in the video. And he's like, oh, Danielle, you need to stop. It's all too much. I've got to, no, you've got to go. And hung up on me. <laughs> yes, actually, as, you have told me that one. <laughs> as the dog's being put down. And just recently, my, <laughs> my sister and um, her partner broke up and dad sent a message and was like, Girls, can you please keep checking on in on your sister, please? I think she's having a rough time. Um, I've booked her car in for a service, so hopefully that helps. <laughs> <laughs> like, so a bit different. 
this dad, yeah, a little bit different to, you know, other dads. I wish so around. many dads were like this, but almost no dads are like this. <laughs> no, no dads are like this. We at would all. have such beautiful men if the men before them were this beautiful. It's I really know, just I'm so, impossible. I'm so jealous of Conrad's mum. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think he gets sick of it after a while, to be honest. <laughs> No, oh, no, so you no, want dads lovely. to be like this, but you you don't want to have kids with a man like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. fine. Um oh my god, he's just so beautiful. And then uh and then at the end, like Con- Conrad comes back and, <laughs> and the dad goes, Anyway, point I'm trying to make is don't break my baby's heart. <laughs> and I mean that. <laughs> he so clearly funny. means it. <laughs> Um, and then we get a little aside of them at the end and they're hugging. Conrad says, I'm definitely falling in love with you, Brooke. And it just breaks my heart because you know he's not going to win. No. <sighs> no. It's upsetting. Anyway, we got Jamie Lee next. Mm-hmm. And Jamie Lee, um, she introduces us to her friends Dee and Monique and we get the we get told that Dee is going to grill Brooke. Dee's the chosen this, antagonist. Yes. Dee is, Dee is the one who's going to make things hard. Um, and Dee is – they have a sit-down chat and um, Brooke, like, explains that she's uh, currently dating um, two two girls and two boys at this stage, so yeah. four people. And Dee is concerned that Brooke is dating all these other people. Yeah. I and don't quite, it's know – It's quite concerning to me that Brooke is dating three other people. Um, <laughs> this is the lowest it's been. This Dee. is, like, literally, like – it's literally this every single time. <laughs> I don't understand how she's gone through her life without understanding the premise of this show. Yes. Um, it's – anyway, the, the two girls are saying, like, it's obvious, like, you, you know, we can see how much Jamie Lee is into it and says, if you're not serious about this, it's not going to be easy. And they say, we can see our friend falling for you right now. And she's like, well, like, I don't know what you want me to say. Like, I signed a contract with Channel 10. I have – there's a structure. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, what do you want her to do? <laughs> she can't do anything. Uh, and then um, Jamie Lee says she's going to, you know, she might say the L word, but she ends up chickening out and saying, I really like you at Which the end is of the day. L word. So. That's true. But I don't think it's the one she meant. No. Um, she regrets it, but, you know. Oh, God. Just getting a flashback to people I kind of knew once that – they used to say "I like you" to each other because it was halfway between like and love. Oh, oh fucking no. losers! Anyway, um, yeah. Well, what are you okay. doing, Tarzo? Are you right? Oh, he's so cute. Okay, um, um and then David. They go to Brooke's um, house. <clears throat> yes, because his family are from Brisbane. Yes, um, um, and they do Zoom again. Mm-hmm. And um, his mum is going to be the intimidating one, is what we're told. Well, we find out that David not only owns his own business, but also lives yes. on the same street as his mum. Yes. But it doesn't seem – seems and like they the spend a lot of time together, sister. but I don't get the vibe that he's like a mama's boy annoying for some reason. I guess he seems like an adult. Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like it's like also a lot of people just like like to live in an area that's familiar to them. Well, yeah, and also if you just spend a lot of time with your family, like, I wish I lived closer to my family, to be honest. Yeah. I really like being around them. Um, <laughs> sorry to say. <laughs> Don't tell anyone I said that. Um, Do you loke them? I loke. I loke my mom. Um, 
and anyway, so the mom asked Brooke, like, what's going to happen? Like, because you guys live separately. What the? F- what are you going to do? You're not going to take him away from his business that he owns and his mother family. and his family and his, like, sister and his sister has kids. Is that – did I make that up? Um, she's pregnant currently. She's pregnant, yeah. Um, and Brooke says she wants to stay in Melbourne at least until the end of this year. This Keeping in weird. mind, it's it's late November now. Yes. If if David is to win this, they yes. still haven't even been able to see each other yet, apart from yes. like two dates in secret, right? Yes. So it's really not that much longer. <laughs> yes. And she says she's smitten for David. Now, something that um, will come up in the next date is going to affect this answer, in my opinion. Yes. Well, she says then, that she's be, she'd be happy to move to Brisbane. Yes, but I don't know, like, what – I feel like it's, like, a sort of, like, a half answer almost mm. for what we find out in the next date. Well, yeah, she's kind of like, yeah, I love Brizzy. I want to stay in Melbourne till the end of the year. She sort of hints towards the fact that she would move to Brisbane. Yeah. For David. Okay, let's leave this here while we go on to Holly stuff and then we can come back to Holly date. stuff about this. Yes. Okay, Holly. Ho- yes. You go. Um, Holly is a bit nervous about the date because this is the first um, girl that she's brought home. But I also Mm. think in a previous episode she mentioned that she'd only ever brought one partner home to her family before. Yes, a boy. Um, So in my mind I'm like that's not like the big deal that it's sort of made out to be in this. She's she's never had like a proper girlfriend. I think there's some identity stuff there. Yeah. Um, Anyway, mum – we find out she's she like says her mum is a good reader of people, um, and uh, Brooke talks about you know um, going home and settling down on country is something she would like to do mm-hmm. to sort of go back to WA and that's where she would like like to settle down and this is sort of the first time that this has been brought up. Yeah. Well, this is us. Holly isn't even there. This is just to the mum, right? Yeah. Um, and. Brooke is saying she's already feeling that pull to go home. Mm. and uh, Why has this not come of, up with anyone else? It's crazy. It's crazy. Right? I'm not sure if this is like a tactic to push away from Holly or something or whether this is like like she needs to tell the truth because Holly is like maybe her front runner. Like I don't know. Why hasn't um, it come up with David? This is what I'm confused about because yeah. just the last date, um, you know, she said that she would move to Brisbane. But what the mum is saying is, like, my son cannot leave Brisbane ever. Mm. I will kill you if... <laughs> well, she said she'll kill David if she he She was a lot leaves. more firm about it as well than this mother yeah. is being and being like, what do you, like... She was basically like, <laughs> like, WA is very far away. So they're in, like, the northern beaches. And yeah. Holly seems to be happy to move, move to Melbourne or have Brooke move to Sydney. Yeah. But WA is a long way away. Now, yeah. this is a real thing because this is like, like Brooke isn't just like, ah, I want to like she's talking about going to live on country. Like this is a very like legit yeah. reason. And I'm, I'm not sure as well if when she says on country she means Perth or she means like where she's from, which she said is nine hours away from Perth. So I'm assuming north. Oh, really? Yeah. She said earlier in the episode she's from like, or maybe it was at this part that she's from actually like nine hours north of um, Perth, which right. I don't know if it's like up near like Kununurra or something. I'm assuming like that's I think that's about nine Perth, hours. Perth, Aboriginal land. 
Let me look it up. Yeah. Well, it is Noongar and I know she is Noongar. Yeah. But it's a Wadjuk. So It's like a specific – anyway. Um, so, yeah, to get to get to that place, it's like a lot of – it's like a – you know, it's an effort as well. If it's not – if she's not in Perth. Perth is already, you know, seven hours plane flight already yeah. a long way away. But if it's then like nine hours drive north or whatever, that's another small – plane flight not small plane flight like still a long plane flight but like probably in a small plane is what i meant like there's probably not that many services or you might Mm. have to go to the northern territory and then there or like something um like that like i doubt there's like direct flights from brisbane or you know whatever yeah um it like it's either way it's already far away yeah it's sort of a strange thing that we haven't brought it up now when everybody's sort of talking so much about family and like where you want to be and moving for moving for love and this is the first time that this has been brought up right and holly is already more willing to move for brooke than david yeah. is so what the fuck what's happening here yeah i'm very confused like because david is basically this? like i won't even move to melbourne yeah i'm i'm confused that? by this because yeah i feel like we've sort of broached this topic and holly sort of says like um i don't think she's hiding it from me which sort of makes it feel like she does think that she's hiding it from her a little bit <laughs> like when you say i don't think this it definitely means you probably think that um but yeah and then like the mum talks to brooke more and um oh, God. Brooke says she wants you know yeah, she says what, do you, what about kids own. yeah she wants two and, of her own and then to adopt slash foster children and this is where i go wait holly have you been hiding something yeah, because the mum then goes, we, Holly has always talked about wanting either no kids or maybe one kid. Yeah, ideally none or one kid is what she said. Yeah. Ideally one, which is like, like f- I think this is because, you know, I'm, I don't want to have children. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not something for me. And so to, I would never. Because you're rejecting even, your um, biological um, destiny. My um, my uterus. Yes, yes. I don't want to use it. Um, <laughs> um, I not not for me. Um, Heathen. <laughs> yeah, go on. <laughs> I feel like like this is such a big big thing to not tell somebody because that's such like a massive. It's just so. It's like the biggest thing. Like I would never even date somebody who like said that they were like really wanting to have kids and a family. Like I wouldn't even contemplate dating somebody that way because i know good move you know i I don't want to have to deal with this conversation like i know people who've like um you know had kids and they they love their kids but also they said if they had their time over they wouldn't have them again you know yeah and so there's a lot of that there's a lot of that on reddit (laughs) yeah they're like i i wish i didn't have kids i don't want my kids i love my kids (laughs) but i wish i didn't have them i wish they didn't exist love them but (laughs) wish i'd yeah. never brought them into existence that's fucking brutal <laughs> this is such a massive thing to have not not talked especially when brooke's been so open with like saying she wants a big family she's been more clear about that than the wa thing way more clear about that um and then brooke like asked holly about it she's like uh what the what the hell and she's like oh i want a small family she yeah she sort of deflects which is sort and of then- it's not really addressing so mum said I, she wants no kids or maybe one. Like that's not I, a small family. Yeah, ideally none. Ideally none. Was this is what huge. She said. What are you guys doing? Like, and then Holly also says, "I don't know if I can see myself in WA." 
Yeah. It's it's this is, this is good. This, this is, is being crazy. honest. This is not this is not going to work. Nothing about this is going to work. This horrible. Book looks fucking so sad. She yeah, looks devastated. Especially you know Brooke is like two ideally two biological kids and adopt a kid but also potentially look at fostering. Mm. So she's like looking to be like a stable almost like community home to like have kids like coming in like her whole life to try and like help kids out Mm. this is not what holly is after yep um and then yeah she walks off says "Hmm, into the bush (laughs) at night (laughs) she just walks off the cameraman tries to follow her (laughs) sorry could be a lady what am i saying anyway whoever has the camera is trying to follow her it literally looks like the Blair Witch Project for a moment here because it's yeah. just like the camera blurring through trees. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Brooke's going to get I possessed th- by some sort of <laughs> I also think in this, in this scenario, Holly is actually the 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 crazier one. Holly because is. Because, like, yeah, I think this is more – it's more insane for Holly – to like deflect and say like I didn't think you were hiding from me about WA. Like I think that like, not wanting kids is crazy. Not wanting kids is. I mean, crazier. not saying it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not, not wanting kids as a woman that makes oh. you crazy. What? <laughs> I'm Excuse just kidding. Me? <laughs> um, Pardon me. Yeah, it's she looks fucked. She looks. She looks. She's so sad. She's like I can't she's be so here sad. anymore. Yeah. Anyway, we have the rose ceremony. Um, Osha mm. has the driest throat he's had all season. <laughs> he is ready to do the rose ceremony. Yeah, yeah. It gets lower the the deeper the heartbreak is. Yeah, and it's it's a it cuts. This one cuts. Yeah, this one hurts. This one. It's Conrad. Because this one for me is also the one that I feel like in my mind she should go with. This should be her winner. Really. Yes, I think her and Con- I think Conrad would be like the the person that would be good for her because I think he would provide that uh, like emotional support and stability that she's like looking for that I don't know if like Also she said I'm not used to laughing this much with a partner and having this much fun. That's what she said about Conrad. Yeah, I feel like Conrad like I understand he might not have a plan for the future right now in terms of like what his career is going to be at the moment but I also feel like it's like that's something that's normal and could happen at any point with any partner is they could go through like a crisis and be like I don't want to do this anymore I need to find out what that is and you just have to figure that out together and deal with it yeah I feel like even if Conrad had said you know I have this much I have this much money and savings that I've put aside to give myself this long to find out what I want to do I feel like I don't know but obviously like if she was in love with him then she would have looked past it like so yeah. you can't do anything about that. Um, but I also think, like, she's mentioned that when she really likes people, she sabotages as well. Oh. And so part of me goes, like, I mean, I'm just making up excuses because I do think that Conrad would be, you know, for her abandonment issues. <laughs> I'll bring it all back to you. <laughs> he'll I think never her, leave you. <laughs> he'll, he'll, he won't. I think he'll, like, be there. Like she said, like his dad said he put everything into that last relationship. That's all Brooke wants, I think, is for somebody to put everything into the relationship and almost, like, yeah. be like, hey, Brooke. You're the planner. You you can he'll follow along. You plan your stuff and he will figure it out as he goes. He's not going to just be like like he'll he'll figure it out. He just needs some time. But I honestly think any of them, maybe with maybe Bar Holly, any of these four would be fine for that. Yeah. I mean also, Brooke knows what going on this show is. Like if he's like a final contender, 
I mean, I know she probably doesn't want to be with somebody who's gone on the show and just gets media famous or whatever, but I also feel like he'll be busy. There'll be stuff for him to do after until he figures it out. Like, he's not going to not be making money after doing the show. Yeah, exactly. Like, surely you can tell that he's going to get management out of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's going to get some sponsorship deals, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, yes. So Conrad doesn't get a rose. She mouths, I'm so sorry. Um. Conrad, though heartbreaking, heartbroken, gives like a playful wink, which is just the saddest thing of all. Yeah. It made me so sad as well because he said like, um, he's ha- he was like in the car and he's like, you know, I'm happy that, you know, she she told me now and she didn't leave me on or whatever and like we ended it now. Um, but he's like, but it does make me feel like I don't want to put myself out there anymore. I don't um, think that's going to stick. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. He's going mean, to jump back in. Apparently we've heard he's been smooching Abby. So oh, that's a little. Again, jealous um, of both of them. Beautiful. <laughs> he's, um, he does say to her, I feel blessed that our lives crossed paths and I'll cherish a friendship with you forever. Which is beautiful. slightly better worded than I'll talk to you later or maybe. <laughs> um, but I love, I love him. And I, but yeah, you know, he, he literally did look like he was holding back tears and that he was like yeah. going like, I'm putting my walls up. But I just don't, I don't believe it. Yeah, Those walls are going to come like, down. <laughs> I also feel like um, his dad had something to do with it as well. Like his dad being like, don't hurt my son and crying and stuff. That Brooke would have been like, I can't take, if I'm feeling any doubt, I can't take this man through and do like do anything to him like what he's experienced in the past. Or yeah. Whatever. He's Mr. Sensitive. He's Mr. Sensitive. You can't do that to Mr. Sensitive. Oh, bless him. Oh, he's so sweet. <laughs> I so hope he's sweet. doing okay. I'm sure he is. Well, if I'm he's sure making he out with um, Abby Chatfield, then he's doing great. Yeah. <laughs> he's doing – I'm sure he's doing fine. And he's because they're be the both one, like... Geminis. She posted on her Instagram oh story. <laughs> no, she posted on her Instagram story after they were seen making out. She posted like the same night being like, can two Geminis ever work together? And she was clearly in the car with someone. Had to have been him. Is that is that? And true? then can she got a work? UTI, which maybe isn't related, <laughs> but very well could be. <laughs> Some people are prone. Remember that? We know she's I prone. Do, I don't know if I told you this, but for when I was living with my sister, um, she just had like cranberry juice in the fridge constantly, like the two, two <laughs> liter bottles. And she was going through like so many of the bottles. And I was like talking to Jenna. I was like, Jenna, do I have to, I've got to tell her she's got to go to the doctor. She's going through so many bottles of cranberry juice. Like her UTI must be insane and you know me i've got a perfect vagina i never get utis i've never had one um yes i know we all know and and um and i like confronted her one night and confronted i was like do we do we need to book you in for the doctor for like do you have a uti like do we need to sort this out and she was like oh my god i've been drinking vodka cranberries (laughs) and then i was like wait then I was more, I was almost like more worried because yeah. like, you've been drinking vodka cranberries alone, like a lot of them. Okay. <laughs> you just like This that? is worse. Yeah. We need to, we need to take you to the doctor big time, the mental <laughs> one. Um, Danielle, we have two new reviews. Okay, great. One is from Steve's brain. Mm-hmm. Um, literally in our H&S hazard, a show so funny I had to stop listening to it at the gym because the laughter would make me drop my weights. Five <laughs> out of five would injure myself again. So sorry, oh, King. 
Um, and then one from Decky, an absolute treasure. Two hilarious comics discussing Australia's slowly wilting franchise and literally everything else. Couldn't recommend it more. Hugely entertaining. You know what? That's so kind. That and is so we deserve lovely. it because because we're beautiful. Don't you we agree? We are beautiful. Also, has this has this has the Gay Bachelor reinvigorated? Like, have more people watched this season? No, this has no. had okay. historically bad ratings. Oh, okay. Isn't that devastating? Well, I mean, Honestly, they need to give it a break. It is genuinely the thing is that I, you know, as I've been told recently, I have maybe autism and um <laughs> I cannot deal with small talk. I find it to be horrifically boring. Yes. And this show only shows small talk, really. That you really don't see too much of personalities and things like that. They really need to get into it. Get into mm. the nitty gritty. Show us the personality. This is why 90 Day Fiance is one of the biggest franchises in the world now and everybody obsessed with it. It's because you only see the neuroses. You only see <laughs> the worst of people. But also at the same time, it's very interesting and fun. I have know? to say, I genuinely think, like I've also been watching Love Island and I think it's better than The Bachelor because it is... Naomi, it's ruined your mental health. Use for one. No, no, it's okay because that cunt got kicked off. Okay, thank God. Thank the Lord. But it is just actual people. I mean, they're insane and they're people I would never interact with in real life. <laughs> but they are actual people. You see their actual conversations. And, you know, they're not trying to do this, like, PR version of a particular person because, you know, much like shows like Married at First Sight, although – or like that one's like overproduced to shit and they're trying to create drama and stuff, which they do in a, li- a little bit in this, but it is more like almost Big Brother-ish where you like yeah. just see them sort of living and talking. Um, and it's a lot better because you see them have real fucking conversations rather than everything being so stilted. And, That's- you know, it is funny when they're really, really stupid. That is what we need, honestly. It's like why is the uh, – I hate that the – I think – that's the, why the Sophie Monk season was good. She was just I mean, being I herself. Watch, I didn't want to. That was before our time, my time. It was really good. And, like, you see her, like, <laughs> I just remember this one date where she was with a guy and who was just, like, a piece of shit. Like, I hated him. And she was on a single date with him and he said something about, like, um, not liking it when women swear. And then he, like, mm-hmm. leaned over the other way to, like, grab something. And you just see the look on her face and she's like, ooh. <laughs> it was just that all the time. Like, just her, like, genuine reactions in the moment rather than, like, you know, scripted shit. Like, not scripted, but just, like, now say how you felt about this. <laughs> and they're like, well, I had a nice time at the thing. She's great because she's been in the media for so long and been around for so long. She knows, like, how she refuses to be treated or whatever I guess also I think the more you're on camera the more comfortable you are I I think me being on gamey gamey game so much has like made me much more comfortable being on camera and like not as nervous and you it just makes you more relaxed yeah um and I think you know not I don't know I I don't know I just think it's it's too stilted the bachelor yeah they need it <sighs> I'm glad we're stopping like we've said they need to get I mean, none of it matters. It doesn't matter who they get until they fix their editing process and mm. actually have good things because they don't spend enough time with people to get to actually know them on an, like a proper level. And it, like, even if like we got our dream, which is like a fifty-five-year-old woman who's like a chain smoker and like house is covered in dog hair, 
you know, who's like from from the country or whatever, even if we got our dream bachelorette, it's still not going to be good because they're going to try and edit it or make her into somebody she's not. You know, yeah. they're going to try and put her in a frock that's like $500 when really it's like, no, take her to Suzanne Gray, give her a budget, <laughs> and she's she'll be perfect. Absolutely. Right? Let her let her get the nicest frock from Suzanne Gray. She'll feel a million dollars and get her on the TV. When are we going to get a fifty-five-year-old chain smoker and Susan Gray on The Bachelorette? Uh, it's Suzanne Gray. Okay? Suzanne, oh, I'm so sorry. I was thinking of Susan's. Su- oh yeah, Suzanne's. Suzanne's. Sorry, oh, I, don't shop I don't shop in know. these shops. <laughs> I don't know. There's yeah. There's like I think there's like a chain. Oh, I don't know. I Danielle, what's the song this week? Okay, sorry. Sorry about this. I've gone <laughs> off track again. Um, okay, the song this week, which I'm not sure if we've done or not. We probably have already probably. done it. Who knows? Knowing you. It's called Cheery Monday by Kevin MacLeod at Incompetech. And this is the song description. Technically speaking, I think this one is in 6-8 time, in which case the tempo is 75. If it was notated in three-quarter tempo, the tempo would be 225 beats per minute. This piece took almost exactly one year to go from initial idea to produce piece. What was I doing for a whole year? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't exactly sound that difficult. <laughs> so that's uh, that's um, Kevin McLeod's song description um, for this week. So enjoy those beats per minute. <laughs> um, obviously, you know, write in, let us know. What do you reckon the tempo is? 75 or 225? We want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> um, we'll be back next week, which we'll record in person, Danielle. Uh-oh. With each other. Um, right. And that will be the finale. That will be the finale. It's and fucking huge. We'll have to tell you what's having, happening next. Huge. I mean, I already huge, said what the title news. of the new podcast will be. Did you? Yeah. What, what, what is it? The Bitching Hour. Oh, yeah, the bitching hour. I forgot. I need to make the artwork. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. I'll see you Bye. next week. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.